following program is pre-recorded. Welcome to Hope in the Night, late night talk radio offering biblical hope and practical help and on the air now for over 25 years. I'm Jeff Oliver here with author and speaker June Hunt. And June, it is uh, that time of year. Let's uh, see what you have for me in way of Christmas. I don't know why we've not thought of this pun before, but Christmas tree via. Ha, ha, ha. Uh, <laughs> Terivia. Trivia. Yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> I, I get it. Well, since it's Christmas, who wrote what is called a Christmas carol? I almost said Ebenezer Scrooge. No, Charles Dickens is the first name that came to mind. That's right. It is Charles Dickens, well-known uh, author uh, and uh, worth worth reading. Yes. Okay, according to, well, okay, um, this is, uh, yeah, according to the Gospels, that's important. Mm-hmm. According to the Gospels, how many wise men were there? We don't know. Oh, there were three gifts. That's right. <laughs> the Bible doesn't say, and of course, as you're indicating, uh, the classic assumption is three, three wise men. But no, does, the Bible doesn't say that. The mm-hmm. Bible says there were three gifts. Very good. Go to the head of the class. <laughs> okay. All right. In Bulgaria, I'm sure that you think about Bulgaria probably every day, or maybe every other day. <laughs> yes, moving right along. What object is hidden in the ashes of the Yule log? There is an object in the Yule log. There's not much that wouldn't burn up there. I think it may be a coin. <laughs> And that is exactly right. right. It is a coin. I am indeed doubly impressed. Um, Oh, now, here's a Christmas carol. Although this carol has two plant names in its title, the song only mentions one of the two. Wow, this is... I'm drawing a blank here. Let me think. Um... Well, Christmas and plants, I think, poinsettia, but that's not it. Oh, how about a Christmas tree? No, it's too... They're green, but uh, I typically don't even hear this song sung. A holly and the ivy? You got it. Is that it? That's right. It is the holly and the ivy. I'm, I'm familiar with it, but... Don't know why. Well, I mean, that that's just okay. We're going to go on. Right. You're you're doing super outstanding. There's a, a seasonal movie that shares a name with a hotel chain. Oh, Holiday Inn. Holiday Inn is exactly right. It's where the song "White Christmas" debuted, not in the movie "White Christmas." Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've um, seen both. Ah, okay. Do you um, ever uh, go to the art, or have you gone to the opera? I'm asking. I have. Mm-hmm. Well, on what day of the year do the first two acts of Puccini's La Boheme take place? La Boheme. Uh, well, since, I don't know, since we're doing... Christmas trivia, I'm just going to guess Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. 
Christmas Eve. Good guesses. Great, great. I love Puccini. Uh, the music is is mm-hmm. beautiful, um, and uh, La Boheme is a, 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 a. You know, I think when you when a person goes to the opera, uh, you need to know what the story is because yes. it's typically in a foreign language. If you are not uh, most Americans. Unlike in Europe, where they're tiny little countries and they hear all these different languages, mm. we don't in the United States, and it's just not the same. Yeah, so and I've been I to think, one that has, um, I guess, it would be called super titles, so uh, running, um, you know, translation above the stage, but that's so hard to keep up with. Well, yeah, yeah, it's. But if you can just know what the libretto is, the libretto is the story of. Of the opera, hmm. but it uh, it is beautiful. Good for you. Okay, now in eighteen ninety eight. Let's see, you were alive, surely there. I'm, I'm <laughs> moving almost. right along. <laughs> no, in uh, eighteen ninety eight, Canada issued the first of these on Christmas Day. Um. 1898, the first mm-hmm. of these. Uh, I don't know, I'm thinking along the line of a national holiday or something. Um, or a Christmas it's address. I- it's it's, it's uh, considered an item. And it's unusual, because I thought about this. I thought, why would they wait until Christmas Day to issue Christmas... Not cards, not, um, but it might be what would go on a card. A stamp? Yep, Christmas stamps. And it was on Christmas Day that they issued it. it, Yeah, it just, uh, that doesn't make sense to me, but, okay, what is the last thing the Grinch takes out of the Who refrigerator? (laughs) The last can of Who hash. Yeah. Oh my goodness, that branch has a major problem. We probably need to add that to our list of you know plum pudding from last night. There you are. Who hash? We need to come up with a feast. (laughs) Well, speaking of something you ingest, in it's a wonderful life. What business did Mr. Martini appropriately Uh, own? A bar. A bar. Mm -hmm. Sing a bar too for us. June Hunt and the Ministry of Hope for the Heart have an exciting new resource to encourage you and equip you to help others. It's called the Care and Counsel Library, and it's available at hopefortheheart.org ccl. The Care and Counsel Library has 50 topics in 10 volumes with clear answers from God's Word and practical solutions to real-life issues. It is the culmination of decades of ministry from the compassionate, relevant guidance of June Hunt. This library includes volumes such as grief and loss, abuse and trauma, depression and suicide, and more. These are excellent training tools for counselors, life coaches, or anyone who wants to grow in biblical wisdom to address the real issues of life. Learn more and get the Care and Counsel Library at hopefortheheart.org slash ccl. That's hopefortheheart.org slash ccl. 
Would you like to talk to June Hunt about a situation in your life? Consider having that conversation on a future broadcast of Hope in the Night and let June help you discover practical help that's grounded in God's truth. Your story will be heard on all of our radio affiliates. And of course, we protect your privacy by providing you with a different name. And as it happens often in our program, when you share your story, you might help someone else find biblical hope and practical help for their life. It's ministry multiplied. For an opportunity to talk with June Hunt on Hope in the Night about an issue, a hurt, a relationship, or some other concern in your life, call 800-917. That's 800-644-4817. And remember, there are no hopeless situations, only people who have grown hopeless. There really are biblical solutions for all of life's struggles. Don't wait. Call tonight. 800-917. 800-644-4817. Welcome back to Hope in the Night. I'm Jeff Oliver. We want to help you, and we want to help you help others. I want you to know we are a crowdfunded mission. Hope for the Heart exists because of financial support of those of you who listen. And I would like to encourage you, if you're considering giving a gift, go ahead and do so in the coming days and weeks. Actually, most of our giving comes in the final weeks of the year, and that's what fuels our next year, to be able to keep going and uh, do what we do. So much of what we do here is give content away, whether it's through this radio program, through the website, resources we send to each night's caller, uh, podcasts, conferences, so many resources, because we want to reach as many people as possible with biblical hope and practical help. And your gift is what helps us do that. You can support us in a couple of ways at the website, hopefortheheart.org slash donate, or call 800-488-HOPE. And uh, that is the number you call for customer support as well. If there are resources here that you uh, are interested in, or maybe you uh, just want to know, hey, what, what do you have that might help me in this situation that I'm in? You can talk to customer support and they'll help you with that. They're uh, available Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time, and their number again, 800-488-HOPE, 800-488-4673. Well, let's get to tonight's caller, and we have listening on WFCJ in Ohio. We welcome Sunflower. Well, welcome to Hope in the Night. Glad you're with us, Sunflower. How can we help you? I enjoy listening to you all show. And it has helped me. It has kept me in the hope that I already know to believe. So I just, but it seemed like the last 10 years, I've been in the book of Jeremiah and the Mm. book of Isaiah. Mm. And it's like I can't get, it's, I read all of them, but this is it's where the Lord keeps talking to me about things that. So well, I, Jeremiah, Jeremiah was known as the weeping prophet. So is this part of your, uh, your story right now that you've had significant challenges and tears? Yes, ma'am. Mm. And then I really, he, he also talked to me, Isaiah, about the comeback. So I do know that victory is already won. If I 
meditate on what he speak to me about. But I get unfocused to what I want. And that's what has occurred all these years. Okay. Uh, and describe, yeah, about describe what God wants for me. Okay, what, uh, obviously, there are some major challenges that you've had. So, uh, describe what's been happening with your life. In other words, uh, what uh, what has caused the significant pain that you feel right now? Uh, I think it started... I think it started... I have two children. I think it really started when my son went away to prison. I really mm-hmm. think that's where a lot of grief started, uh, a separation in my family. And then while he was away, my daughter, which was diagnosed from birth with a syndrome, the state ended up stepping in to help me after 18 years of my struggle, never knowing how to take care of her, what to do. It was all God-given help and support with family as well. And when they stepped in and removed her to help her keep her alive and for me to live, just seemed like I just started making wrong choices. Okay. It's like I had no more, no more... Um, it's like I didn't have my children to observe my choices to keep me on on, on the right track, uh, and I just I started making wrong choices as if I was lonely without them. Which, of course, I missed my son. I grieved about yes. that, um, and I was involved in a relationship at that time with a young man that I grew up with about 20 years we wasn't married he wasn't married mm-hmm. and he got shot in the head accidentally so oh. I went through like it's like everybody that I loved was away and yes. my my father passed away all that together my mother moved to another city everything in that in that era uh, so I, I gave my life to the Lord and 2003, but I still was in that web of sin because I ended up marrying a guy that didn't have any children, and it was like he just disapproved of my grandchildren, so that didn't work. So got a divorce, what, nine months later. Uh, This was another guy I knew for many years, and then Mm -hmm. I met the current guy that I'm with right after I divorced in 2006. I got involved in another relationship in 2007, and I've been with the same guy ever since. But we didn't get married until 2016. But it has not. I know that this is this was not God that will have me connect to another guy that quick. What I was doing, I believe, I was trying to replace what was not there, which is. I really love to give, and I needed to give my love. I wanted somebody to feel my love. And so I just received someone that I thought was interested in me and a family and being a grandfather, just the whole, and it wasn't like that. Uh, Mm -hmm. So his charm, his charm, his charm really 
along with his uh, believing in God and his character kind of won me over. But as time went on, I realized that I needed someone that I can give my attention to, and he was never available because he's a workaholic. He's an mm, older guy, mm-hmm. so he has to rest when he come in. Uh, seemed like he really, really wasn't interested in what I really thought would be as time went on. And I just started noticing little things that I got far away from God. The more I got far away from God, the more it seemed like I went on a sh- It's like a shipwreck. Mm. Okay, so help me understand. What I'm hearing is you have had, you have this daughter. You said she has a a syndrome. She was born with a syndrome. What is the syndrome? Uh, 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 Prader-Willi. It's called Prader-Willi. It's an eating disorder where they say they don't know how how full they are. They just keep eating, eating, eating. Okay, and so you said the step, the state stepped in. Yeah. So she always had gone to the children's hospital, and once I took her, I guess I've been I had taken her since she was born, and like mm-hmm. at the age, it's like it, it's almost like I was targeted. It's I, I I feel like I was targeted from when she turned that age because I always wonder where were they at all this time and then when she turned 17 I guess about to be an adult uh, they felt the need that I needed some help which a lot of the help that they were given it, it, it was help but it, it caused a lot of failures too because they really sometimes these agencies or these disability places they take people in but they don't have the uh, training and so it's like I was set up for failure when I joined with them because I thought when I joined with them that it would be just us and once I joined with them and they connected through the court system the court system stepped in and said that I needed some help with her whereas in this county had they supply the training for the people they take in, people families could stay together. So they placed my daughter in a like far away. Okay, so she is not near you and how long ago was that? Well, I tried them twice from from the this last time she's been there since two thousand and ten. And okay. in 2010, I became the guardian, which another agency they had hired, even though I still had rights. They decided that they didn't need to have her, so they surrendered her back to me, which I became the guardian. And I stayed on for 10 years. And once I stayed in for, for 10 years, all of us, well, I never had representation because the lawyer just decided that. She said, I didn't need her anymore, but everything was, like, for their advantage because I would not surrender my daughter to them, and they allowed me to walk alongside and help and work and do the paperwork. But when I no longer would, like, 
the Lord just start enlightening me and showing me and telling me and helping me because I had no education of a professional way of doing things with them. I knew nothing about guardianship. I knew nothing about filing paperwork. So once the lawyer left, I was left on my own doing that paperwork. But by that time, the Holy Ghost had got me to the point where pretty much I was doing it pretty much well. If something was out of order, um, they would have let me know. But she got me to that point and then left. So I always seemed to have to deal with them. Being her biological mother, it always been a fight. So after the 10 years was up, they dismissed me. And I tried to get my sister, which came from another city, to get her, which already has five foster children from the age of birth, now teenagers, sick and all. And God gave her doing well, and they turned her down. So. Okay, let, let me make a comment right here. There's something you said that kind of struck my heart. And I appreciate you saying you're you're you've got many challenges in many areas so what what i think we've got to start with is a statement you made and that is i've continued to make wrong choices mm-hmm. the point of my even saying that is the most important thing you can do is exercise your will you you know we we are body soul and spirit well the body we tend to feed and try to to meet certain needs there um and then the soul the soul is the mind will and emotions the will is what we're talking about there You know, no matter who is where, no matter who is in your life or what your situation, I think the issue is to start at the beginning from this point on saying, no matter what, I am going to make decisions that are pleasing to God. I'm going to make decisions that are pleasing to God. In fact, in Psalm 40, listen to this. Psalm 40, verse 8. I desire to do your will, my God. Your law is within my heart. I'm going to repeat that. I desire to do your will, my God. Your law is within my heart. You see, you can't go wrong when you do what God says is right. So let's start over and we'll talk about what does that look Do you have a heart for people who are hurting and broken? You want to throw them a lifeline, but sometimes you just don't know how. Lifeline to Hope is a brand new, one-of-its-kind caregiver training designed just for you. Using video-based instruction from leading experts, plus relevant case studies and interactive exercises, you can discover how to effectively provide support, encouragement, and spiritual care. The ultimate goal is to connect lives in crisis with a new or renewed life in Christ. This 10-week Lifeline to Hope program can train and deploy a small, effective group of caregivers in your church and community. Be the person in your church that brings together caregivers to become better equipped to meet the hurting. Discover more at lifelinetohope.org. 
lifelinetohope.org. If you're looking for a place to find encouragement and guidance, check out junehunt.org. That's where you can find June's practical, biblical resources, including June's books and Bible studies on a variety of topics like anger, depression, forgiveness, addictions, relationships, and more. June's resources offer biblical hope and practical help for all of life's challenges. They are great for personal study and growth and equipping you to help others. At junehunt.org, you can also find June's music, her translated books in Spanish, and keep up with all the latest news and interviews with June. And if you've missed an airing of Hope in the Night, you can access the broadcast archives from this site and search for specific topics. At junehunt.org, there's also a place to donate and support us financially to help more people find practical guidance from God's Word through our radio broadcasts, biblical resources, and more. We're grateful for your prayers and support, and we hope you'll check out the resources for you at junehunt.org. Welcome back. I'm I'm Jeff Oliver, and uh, this is Hope in the Night with June Hunt. We want to help you, and we want to help you help others. Well, if you have any questions or concerns about the topics that we have here on the program, you can get in touch with our customer support team at 800-488-HOPE. They're available Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time, and they'll help you access the appropriate resources. Their number, again, is 800-488-HOPE, 800-488-4673. If you'd like to email them, if it's more convenient for you, just do that at customer support at Hope for the Heart. Ask any questions you have there regarding topics and resources discussed in tonight's program. And again, that's customer support at hopefortheheart.org. Now back to our conversation tonight with Sunflower. Well, my friend, I I know that... Are you okay? Yes, ma'am. I'm just just so joyful connected to you all because I feel that your love and your heart is really sincere for me, wholeheartedly for me, and I I really appreciate that Thank you. time right now. Okay. Well, you know, I, I know that when you said, and you were candid, you were honest, you said, I've continued to make wrong choices, wrong decisions. Mm-hmm. And the reason uh, I'm impressed with that is many people they just blame <clears throat> I'll, I'll just say it this way they they blame whatever is wrong on somebody else and they don't take responsibility but you already did that you said I've continued to make wrong choices and it was after a period of time so what I'm saying is there's no uh, better time to change and to start a new pattern than now. And you can say, Lord, I'm going to, and this is going to be true for every single person. At times we are confronted with something and we literally do not know what to do. Meaning, you you, you know, there will be something that will come into our lives and at times we don't have, quote-unquote, the right answer but there are times when at least we know what not to do 
and therefore there are some choices that you are given to make and that would be some of the things that God even tells us to do. So I'm going to ask you a question. Does it matter to you if God says something specific that we are to do? It, does it matter to you that you do what he says? Uh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, Good. I do know that God is all love, all powerful, and truly deserving of my honor. Mm. And when I disobey God, He loves me so much that He sent me so many warnings. Mm. And I still don't listen to the point where I listen, but then mm -hmm. I don't let go. And I heard Him tell me to be still and know that He is God. Mm -hmm. Well, okay, I'm hearing that you even know some of the character of God, and it is true that God is all-powerful. Uh, he created the entire universe. He created you, all human beings. He is the Creator. And with all power, that means that he has the ability to change people who will uh, yield their will to his will. And there are many things that he can do. In fact, I'll, I think the most hopeful thing is this. In the book of Jeremiah, you've already mentioned Jeremiah, uh, there's a poignant, important passage in Jeremiah 29.11. God is the one speaking here. He says, I know the plans I have for you. That's for you, sunflower. I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Now, for you to hang on to that scripture is going to be vital. In yes, fact, if I were you, I would read and literally repeat that scripture, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, and thank God out loud, thank Him that it's true. You say, thank you, God, that you've told me that you know the plans you have for me, plans yes, to yes. prosper me, not to harm me, plans to give me hope and a future. See, right there, it is allowing the one that you've already identified, and that is God, who is all-powerful. But you said before that that he is all-love. Yeah. Now, that, that's huge. See, because just some, because somebody has power, power can be used for wrong, to do the wrong yeah. thing. And we've all chosen wrong. Every single one of us, the Bible says, all we like sheep have gone astray. Each of us has turned to our own way. But the Lord laid on him, and it's really referring to Jesus, the Lord laid on him the iniquity, the sin of us all. So he died on the cross for our sin so that if 
you and I would be willing to humble our hearts and receive Jesus as our personal Lord and Savior, then he would forgive all of our sin. And he would put us on the right course. So I think, you know, first things first, sometimes people can say, well, I want to do whatever I'm supposed to do. Well, the most important thing is let's get first things first. And that is you and your relationship with God. Now, let me ask a question. When I think about the things that he tells us to do, that would be me included, uh, he, one thing that's very important, he, he says, do not forsake the assembling of yourselves together. And that passage is in Hebrews 10. Now, what uh, I'm going to ask, are you a part and active in a church that is a Christian church where the Word of God is taught? Not a building, per se, or, or a community of believers. I'm all around them, though. Um, I have asked I have asked Jesus to guide and order my footsteps to to, to a church, and uh-huh. I have not been. Okay, how long? How long? Yeah, how long has it been? How 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 long has it been since you've been involved and active in a church? Since I since I met him. Since you've met, met been with the man ten that years. you, okay, ten, ten years. years. 2011, 12, like that. Okay. Well, the truth is, <laughs> it's God's truth. The Bible is, and Jesus is the way, the truth, the life. And so the most important thing for you to be doing is, nurturing the relationship that that Jesus wants to have with you. And I, I think, again, this gets down to first things first. Like if you say, well, I, I want to I go on this trip. I've, I've got to go from like where you live to, I'm going to just say, uh, to Washington, D.C., or to Dallas, Texas, that's where I live, or, or whatever trip you go on, um, there are certain things that prepare you. Like, yeah. for example, if you were to have an automobile, you're going to have to have gasoline. Uh, you're going to have to have transportation somehow. and But you start where you are, and then you literally are in a vehicle of some kind that gets you from here to there. But you don't start already way over there. You start right where you are, and then you Mm -hmm. map out your course. So what we would say is, because I can tell you're responding to the truth. You're not rejecting it. (laughs) Okay. I'm so thirsty. Okay. 
So I, I think, and, and let me tell you why this is important. Um, I'm talking about why it's important for you. That I'm going to read the passage, actually, in Hebrews 10, beginning, let's see, I think I'll start with verse 23. Verse uh, 23 of chapter 10, Hebrews chapter 10. Let us hold... Uh, oh no! I, I'm going to go even before that. I like this. Verse 22. Let us draw near to God with a sincere heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider, this is so important, let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. Now listen to this. This is what I was talking about. Let us not give up meeting together. So that's talking about not just, it's talking about with others meeting together. It's not just, well, I've been in a church out there or I I can worship God all by myself. Uh, we're talking about being biblical. Do you think it's important to be biblical? Connect. Yes, ma'am. With, okay. with the other believers. Yes. Let us not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing. But let us encourage one another, and all the more as you are seeing the day approaching. So the point is, you can also, listen to this, you can also be an answer to someone else's prayer. There may be a, a person who God wants you to know, to get to meet, to know, and you can be a blessing and an encourager. You will be also encouraged, and that's what the Bible is saying. Let us encourage one another. So, you know, if, if, if we just start with what God has for sure said, uh, and that is to be in a church fellowship, and you have indicated that you want to do what God wants you to do, well, you, what you have to do is start somewhere. And uh, we'll talk about how you could start, because you said you prayed about this already. June Hunt and the Ministry of Hope for the Heart have an exciting new resource to encourage you and equip you to help others. It's called the Care and Counsel Library, and it's available at hopefortheheart.org slash ccl. The Care and Counsel Library has 50 topics in 10 volumes with clear answers from God's Word and practical solutions to real-life issues. It is the culmination of decades of ministry from the compassionate, relevant guidance of June Hunt. This library includes volumes such as Grief and Loss, Abuse and Trauma, Depression and Suicide, and more. 
These are excellent training tools for counselors, life coaches, or anyone who wants to grow in biblical wisdom to address the real issues of life. Learn more and get the Care and Counsel Library at hopefortheheart.org slash ccl. That's hopefortheheart.org slash ccl. As we each solve the puzzle that is our life, we often have questions we can't answer. Usually, they're little nagging questions, but sometimes they're larger. So large, in fact, the answer or even the question itself can have life-changing consequences. June Hunt believes the best answers to these tough questions come from God Himself, and He's given us those answers in the Bible. For more than 20 years now, June has helped callers find these biblical answers and apply them to their lives. You can talk with June on her radio program, Hope in the Night, about an issue, a hurt, a relationship, or another concern in your life. Call 800-NIGHT-17. And remember, there are no hopeless situations, only people who have grown hopeless. There really are biblical solutions for all of life's struggles. Don't wait. Call now, 800-644-4817. Welcome back. I'm Jeff Oliver, and you are listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. We're a ministry of hope for the heart, and we'd like to thank you for your prayers and support of this ministry. If you have any questions about this topic tonight or any number of topics, we have over 100 keys for living to help you address your situation. Call our customer support team at 800-488-HOPE, and uh, you might ask for them uh, for the uh, resource called Decision Making discerning the will of God. It's one of our keys for living, and they can help you to get that or uh, any other resource that might be helpful to you. Also, if you'd like to get in touch with the program, just call us at 800-NIGHT-17, and we'd like to talk to you about what's going on in your life, what questions you might have, and how we can help you with that and uh, to discuss that on a future broadcast of Hope in the Night. If there's a question you have, maybe you'd just like to submit it, submit it by email and wait to hear your answer on the air, and we can do that as well. The question can be sent to askjune at hopefortheheart.org. Askjune at hopefortheheart.org. If we pick your question to answer on another uh, episode of Hope in the Night, we'd like to send you some resources. So let us know how we can help you, and and, uh, we'd we'd, uh, send those out and answer your question on the air as well. Let's get back to our conversation now with Sunflower. Well, uh, my friend, I'm I'm hearing that you're not opposed at all to doing what God wants you to do. It's just oh, that no, ma'am. I, I, I hear you have a heart for that. And that's precious. That is wonderful. Because some people just don't care. But you, it sounds like you do care that you want to be in the will of God. Is that right? Yes, yes ma'am. And I do oh. know that... Um, I do know that... You, as Jesus has said, you will be persecuted. Even, even have, I have learned that you can even persecute your own self. Mm. You don't, nobody else don't have to do it. And that's mm-hmm. why I accepted what I said to you, that I have made the wrong choice. Okay. Well, there's no, <laughs> there's no better time like the present to say, 
I am going to be committed from this point on to literally do what you want me to do, Lord. Now, is that the desire of your heart? That's a release to just surrender and truly mean it. So I do believe that. I do need to get. Okay. Without a belief. Okay, that's precious. Now, God will honor that. See, it's not just you. Let me ask this. Have you, has there been a time in your life where you know you humbled your heart and you received Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, giving him control of your life. Yeah. Or is that some? And, and, when, and when I did that, I didn't know to really didn't know. I know that God is all love, and mm-hmm. all choices oh. that a person can make does not agree with God. It's not agreeable. Well, yeah. Okay, sweetheart. And you know what? What is good? I know this is going to sound strange. There is such a thing as good guilt. It's it's knowing that you've chosen wrong, and you feel guilty. But it's from that's from the spirit of God. You said that it was like year the year two thousand three when you. Sounded like that's when you gave your life to Christ, right? Yeah, received the Holy Ghost. I did. Well, yeah. the the truth is, now, when you have humbled your heart and you have Christ living in you, the Bible says it's Christ in you, the hope of glory. With Him on the inside, what does He do? He produces uh, fruit, well, and yes. not only that. You are sealed with the promised Holy Spirit. The Bible says that in Ephesians 1. You, okay, now what does the Holy Spirit do? He convicts us. This is, this is good conviction. He convicts us to move from wrong choices to right choices. And so it's good to acknowledge if you feel guilty. I call it good guilt. If I have been wrong... And I have been convicted by the Spirit of God that I'm headed down the wrong road. I should have good guilt. And it's not negative. It is positive because he'll put me on a correction course. If you're driving a car and all of a sudden you're on the wrong Road, in other words, you're you're literally on a one-way street, but going the wrong direction. That's not good, <laughs> and you know that you've got to do what if you're on the wrong direct, going the wrong direction. Get on the right. Get 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 in the right. Get in the right. Correct. Safe. Right, you got to turn around. You don't. You yes. don't stay on that wrong road, meaning the wrong way for you, because that's a good way to get killed, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. So that's exactly that is exactly why I know that this is a divine connection because I love to pray, to worship, to honor God. 
Okay. And I really have not been my strongest since I've been out from among other fellow believers. Well, I really well, noticed that. Yeah, well, and you've said that it's been 10 years. You said the last 10 years, you know, you've you've had confirmation, uh, even spiritually. So I think the issue is start at the beginning, and that means uh, to identify, just to identify a strong Christian church uh, and you you visit and if there are several choices you go three times to one church and three times to the other church or whatever until you feel that until you know for sure that this would be the right choice for you but it needs to be a church where the bible is taught where jesus himself is exalted it and it's it's not emotionalism. It is saying, I want truth. I want your truth, Lord. And so then, and, and I'm, I'm just going to be personal here. I can remember uh, my, my mother was in a wrong relationship, and it was very painful. Um, uh, all I know is mother had no friends. And I didn't understand why. And later I learned, uh, because because I was in school, and all my school friends had mothers who had friends. And my mother did not. And my much later I asked my mother, why, why did you not have a friend? And she said, oh, honey, the way I was living my life, I couldn't bring shame upon a friend. And... Uh, because my father had multiple women and all that, it was very, it was it was very painful. But the point is, I had I wasn't even a Christian. I was praying for my mom to have a friend, and then all of a sudden we started going to a biblically based church, and the women who got around my mother, they were my greatest gift in life. When every time I think of the most important gift, it was. The friends that Mother uh, developed within this biblically strong, wonderful church. And I knew nothing about the Bible. I was not a Christian at all. I was a teenager. I was in high school. But I didn't know anything. And now we all... Well, the the, the main thing I'm saying to you is I'm going to pray for you that you have that you will give to, that you will receive what my mother received, and that is godly friends who will be iron sharpening iron. The Bible talks about how we need to be uh, iron sharpening iron, where we sharpen one another. We are better because of others in our lives, who others who are yielded to the Lord. So, I, I, yeah, I can tell you could really use, you need to have. In fact, the Bible, here's another scripture that's important. It's uh, uh, Proverbs 13, 20. Uh, 
the person who walks with the wise grows wise. He who walks with the wise grows wise. So I want you to pray for wise friends. Wise friends. And then allow him to bring into your life those who are biblically growing. Those, not those who just, it's okay if they have problems, but they need to be growing Christians. And then what you will do is you will grow with those friends. Now, is there any reason you cannot go this next Sunday to a biblically-based church and visit? Is there any reason you cannot do that this next Sunday? <laughs> no, I have. I, there, There's no reason on my account. <laughs> On my calendar, that I would, I, I would, I know that God is a jealous God, so mm-hmm. I, I, I don't see no reason not. And I know a church that I've already been to before that I really like, and oh, good. that's the church that I may actually visit this Sunday because I have been putting it off, putting it off, putting it off, putting it off. Okay. Well, you know, what I hear is. You have the awareness that you, because you've that's what you said to me that you've continued to make wrong choices. Well, now we're going to start making right choices, choices that line up. They line up with the Bible, with God's holy word, and you take your Bible with you this next Sunday, and then you'll ask, "Is there?" a Bible study. Find out, is there a Bible study that you could attend? Now, many churches, like my church, there is a Sunday school time, uh, which is a Bible study. But a lot of times there are also... I really enjoy it with others. Good. Yes, ma'am. Good. And there may be another Bible study also, besides the one that would be like a Sunday school. And but you need to find out when do when do they meet? Where do they meet? Well, I join with my mother who's eighty four. She goes every Friday in the senior citizen building and I can join and sit alongside her. Oh, that's wonderful. And that way you'll have fellowship with her, right? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Well, I okay, I'm gonna be doing this for you. I'm gonna be sending you are, we call them keys, keys for living, counseling keys. They're on decision-making, discerning the will of God. And so you will be receiving that, and I am so proud of you because you've already decided that you need to do what God wants you to do, and there's no more important decision than that. You continue to hang on to hope. 
We will send our keys for living called decision-making, discerning the will of God. We'll send that out to tonight's caller, and we do that free of charge. That's because of your generous support of this ministry. If you'd like to give to keep those resources going out and to keep this program on the air, you may do so at hopefortheheart.org slash donate, and we thank you. You may order resources for yourself at 800-488-HOPE anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time, and our materials and recent programs are available at hopefortheheart.org. Also find our program wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Until next time, for June Hunt, I'm Jeff Oliver saying you hang on to hope.